family, you're tuning in to the Jimmy Bonds podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Pardon any technical difficulties as we are recording live on the Zoom platform. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. Jimmy! Okay. Lights, camera, action. Some people thought I quit and I ain't giving satisfaction. From a different era, writing rhymes up on nappies. What you had to say was more important, man, than trapping. Yeah, I'm talking back to speaking of contemporary. What's good, family, and welcome to another episode of Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. This episode is sponsored by Major Flavor Catering. I'm your host, Jimmy Bonds, along with my co-host, Ty. T.Y., what's good, Ty? How you feeling? All good in the neighborhood, JB. Live from the 215. Live from the 215. You know I can't forget my other co-host, the lovely Miss Lucy. What's up, Lucy? How you doing, mama? I'm feeling good. What about y'all? Doing good, mama. Doing good. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Also, family, remember you can follow us on Instagram at Jimmy Bonds Podcast, on Twitter at Podcast Bonds. Make sure you join the Jimmy Bond Podcast Facebook group. Let's join the Facebook group. Continue to open a dialogue. Also, please make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Jimmy Bond Podcast YouTube channel, as well as the Philadelphia Radio YouTube channel. Let's get them streams up, get the subscribers up, family. We're going to keep it moving. Moving right along tonight, 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 family. We have a special topic discussion with a special guest. But before I introduce the guest, I'll tell you what the topic is. We are discussing life in the military. And I felt like this discussion was important. Had a conversation with our guest a little while ago. Um, and he came to my office and he was talking about the experience. And I just was like, you know what? I got to have him on because people don't talk about this. Um, you hear a lot of times people always say, you know, thank you for your sacrifice. Oh, no, no. Thank you for your service is what they say. Okay. That thank you for your, everyone says that. And I asked, you know, I asked our guests, I was like, you know, how do you feel about that? Like, what does that make you feel? So, you know, he opened up about it, started talking about it, but I wanted to bring him on because what he was saying was so profound, how he felt about the experience was so important. And um, also the lineage of it as well. The lineage of the military within families in America was a big thing. And I thought it would be important to have somebody with that experience. So tonight, 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 we are joined by a special guest, my man, Dr. John Taylor. He is a he is a retired staff sergeant in the Marines. So I'm glad to have him on. Dr. John, what's up, man? How you feeling, man? Welcome to the show. Hey, how you doing? Doing good. I'm doing all right. But let me correct you a little bit. I was an E-5, which is sergeant. And I'm disabled. I didn't retire. There you go. Okay. So I'm, I'm just I'm just a medically connected um, veteran for the rest of my life. Well, I mean, well, while we got you talking about it, how long were you in the military? Eleven years. Eleven years. That's, that's a long time. That's a long time. Um, you know, one of the one of one of the things I wanted to ask was, you know, what what made you want to join? I, I come from a veteran family. You know, I mean, my uncles and uh, some of the females in my family, they were Navy, they were Army, they were Air Force. Um, we we had two Marines at the time in my family. So with that being said, I uh, I joined and became the third generation. Then my son, who just went in last year, he's fourth. So we have four generations of Marines in my family. I mean that's that's a big that's a big deal. I mean you hear the, you hear about that a lot within American culture. You know, families mm-hmm. having these these lineages in the military whether it be in the army the air force and Marines, right you know all they, the branches right yeah, all the we branches. got them all in my family right exactly Except exactly 
a couple Coast Guard. Well, yeah. you know, I, I kicked it off with with you know that 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 slogan or that saying. People always say, "Thank you for your service." And yeah, I think the postman for his service. How about that? <laughs> That's what I'm you saying. I, mean? I think I think the nurse for her service. I, I you know I, the word service is like you know something you render. I didn't render. I signed a contract. I gave up my life. I sacrificed. So the bottom line was, you know, they told me how to, you know, piss, shit, eat, all that at the same time. However, they felt like you went to the bathroom when they say so. You go to you go eat when they tell you to, it's regimented. So the regimented lifestyle is not for everybody. Yeah. But don't make some, don't make a mistake of uh, understanding like just because somebody's in the military don't mean they're patriotic. Mm. Mm. Now, now you just you just said something right there. You said just because you got somebody a lot didn't... of people in the military who are not patriotic. Mm. They didn't do it. They didn't do it for you know. I got to go be all I can be for for the United States of America. They did it because they needed the job. They did it because they wanted the college benefits. They wanted to uh, to do the job because like like myself, I came from out of it. So why not? So you know they like make suggestions. You want to go to college? You might well might as well go in the military and let them play for it. And with black communities, that's a strong push to go into the military so you can get them to take care of you. That's a strong push. Mm. You know, I, I you know when I was in high school, that was like one of the things. A lot of us went into the military because we wasn't going to college. You know, mm. and I so mean, on. So I mean, you, you really hitting some points right here, Ty. I know you got some questions, bro. Before I ask my next one, go ahead, Ty. Uh, Doctor John, how you doing this evening? How you doing, Ty? How you doing, bro? I'm all right. Um, right. Where you from, man? Uh, I'm originally from Richmond, Virginia, but I've been living in Philly for almost 20 years. He uh, like me, Ty. He a transplant. He just like me. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Tangman speaking, I don't live everywhere, bro. This country ain't, ain't something you're supposed to possess when you're black. That's what I'm about to ask you. I mean, in the military, the travel part of it, how is that? How does how does that affect you as far as having to travel? It was good. If, I mean, if it was an effect, it was a good effect because I got to see the world. I got to see people. I got to see all kind of things that I would normally see if I was just sitting in my own community. I mean, it's face that a lot of people live on 20th Street. They don't get past that. I got to see everybody's 20th Street. I got to meet, I got to meet people that I probably would have never ever met in my life. I got to, I got to experience different nationalities. I got, I got the feeling of, being privileged. Yeah. How about that? Because I'm a veteran. I felt privileged. I got to uh, eat foods I was never accustomed to. You know, I got to shop and buy things that I didn't think I could afford when I was young. That is very accessible to military veterans because we get discounts basically everywhere we go. And I got to deal with women I would have probably never even came across. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I got my education. I did it all. You know what I mean? But the bottom line is, you know, the military gave me a different characteristic versus being a civilian. I'm regimented with what's what is a big part of being different. You know, most civilians are not regimented. You know what I mean? They yeah. always come as they please. Yeah. When you're in the military, you're told what to do, and it's called an order. A lot of people think that's a very harsh word take this order or else but it is that way but in the military you don't mind because doing an order means you could be safe completing the order can mean you can get a pay raise okay okay you get awarded you know get all the medals and stuff so you can look all you know like you're important 
<laughs> so, you know, following an order was just the thing to do. And 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 if you didn't, you wasn't appreciated. You wasn't appreciated. You was not appreciated by anybody, whether they were black, white, Hispanic, Asian, whether they were male, female, whether it was from the Bronx versus some country ass place from Alabama. You just was not appreciated because the order meant we all get along. Yeah, it's not like that in the civilian world. Nah. There's no order. That's why things are the way they are. If I had it my way, I send every motherfucker to the military one year before they go into the civilian life, so they can understand how to work right, and then they understand your accolades should never precede your ethic. Mm. Like you got a lot of people out here, they think just because who they are and what they can do and how much money they got, they that bomb. But in the military, nobody cares that's if you're deep. not following the order. Yeah, that's that's deep. How, how I'm gonna trust you in war to shoot somebody and you can't follow order? That's real. That, you know that's saying? real. Like we, I learned in the Marine Corps, and I served two branches, by the way. I was in the Marines and the Air Force, but I learned in the Marine Corps that your weapon wasn't for you; it was for the person next to you. Gotcha. That's some deep shit. Yeah, that is. So, as a school shit. teacher, as a school teacher, because I taught for nineteen years, <clears throat> and I taught uh, the majority at here in Philadelphia, I would teach my students. Like, listen, your work that you complete and help somebody else's work. That's how I grade y'all. It's called a percentage for a reason. Hmm. So if I got 60% Fs and one A, I'm looking at the person with the A. You don't help your people out? Like, talk to your classmates. Why, they, <laughs> you, know, why you the only one? And then that, I reward that person for helping. See, Every teacher don't think that way. I get nah, it. Nah, they don't. But I'm a firm believer that, you know, black teachers should be teaching black kids because can't nobody tell a black kid how to sit up, sit down, and shut the fuck up like a black person. Yeah, that's real. That's you real. Know what I'm saying? If they so do, they be you want to get them racist. ready. You want to get them ready for life. We got to do this in order. Yeah, you know what I mean. We yeah. all out of order. You know what I mean. Whole society's out of order. That's what we were talking mainly when we was in there. A lot of things was funny sounding, but it's, in reality, it's the truth. Yeah. Nah, I mean, you nothing I mean? was funny sounding. You you were saying, bro. Nothing was funny right. sounding at all. Everything was very concrete, elaborate, to the point, from a different perspective. And that, that was why I wanted to talk to you, because I, I thought... No, you're good, man. I, I thought this was this was one of those things where, like, you know, people don't talk about this kind of stuff. You know what I mean? People don't right. elaborate on... Not even just their military experience, more, but more just, like, well, how it I plays out. I was mainly out. talking with you, bro, because, you, you you know, you're a pleasant-sounding person. You always, you know, yeah, like what you're doing right now, you got this big smile. So when you, you ask me questions about me, yeah, I didn't mind answering you, but I didn't think the whole office and the, even everybody behind okay. me. No, we stopped it. In, we stopped, we stopped the whole, the I'm whole like, office stopped. The, I, I, you I, had to yeah, say. your boss came out. Yep. I'm like, yo, what's going on? I got the yep. floor. Yeah. Like, all right, let me introduce myself. <laughs> Maybe I get the owner about the deal. <laughs> But but I'm saying, but that was that that's what it was. It was right. It was it was about how you were talking about it. Because like, I, I was I was real I'm real big on these slogans that they promote a lot of times. Like, you know, like, you know, we thank you for your service and we thank you just thanking you for your service. But it's like it's so much more than that. You know, yes, and you said it is you 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 changed it. You said, you know, no, it's not thank you for your service, it's thank you for your sacrifice. Right. You know, that's really that's really what people should be saying. Because like you said, service, anybody can do a service. But you Listen, sacrifice your life. This is going to blow your mind, too. And I mean this from the bottom of my heart. There's not too much of a big difference between penitentiary, prison, jail than the military. Okay? All right, when you get locked up, which I have once and never happened again. I don't see how people <laughs> like that shit. But 
One time I did, I was like, yo, this is like being a boot camp. You know that nobody likes you. Yeah. Okay. You told when to go to bed. Lights out is in both in both buildings. You know, when being a penitentiary, being boot camp, lights out mean lights out. Yeah. You being watched. You got armed guards. There were armed motherfuckers outside of our buildings. And you don't want to get caught like the AWOL situation. They could shoot you. Yeah. It's like in prison or a penitentiary, you get shot. Like the, 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 the guards are, you know, like on a, like the heavy the scale, like, you know, penitentiary shit. They get, you know, cross the yellow line or some shit like that. But I'm saying like, you know, being told what to do, how to do 24 seven, that just rearranges your mindset. Yeah. So yeah. that's not a service. <laughs> that's almost like being abducted. <laughs> yeah. You, but you sacrifice for this. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like you gave your rights up as a criminal when you got caught. You gave up everything about you as a person when you signed that dotted line and your ass was transferred behind them uh, big ass gates with barbed wires. Think about where the Marine Corps boot camp is. It's on Paris Island. Damn. It's detached from the entire state. It's surrounded by water. Like, where you gonna go? Then you can't, and then you can't say I quit. Yeah. Wow. You can't you can't get out your rack with this and I don't want to do this more. Send me home. You know what I mean? They were like, whatever. You're gonna take this and you're gonna love love it. And then like I said, I was I'm third generation Marines. I only can imagine what my uncle before me who went to Vietnam and the uncle before him who went to Korea, what they had to go through. Yeah. Now I'm with the Marine Corps League right now. I am the uh Public Affairs Officer of Pennsylvania for the Marine Corps League. Okay, okay. And um, I handle everything in Pennsylvania for the Marine Corps League. So I, I I became privy to a lot of information that I didn't know existed for the Marines. Like, you guys going to get a history lesson real quick. Oh, that's Martha good. Let's Point, get it. Mar- Martha Point Marines were black men here in Philadelphia. They were part of the free slaves who who could actually have a voice in things. The boot camp was uh, for the Marine Corps was established November 10, 1775. And the contribution of black men in the Marine Corps needs to be like broadcasted to the entire world. Black men created the Martha Point uh, situation that is still the basics for basic training for the Marine Corps. Mm. What That's is that? heavy. That's it was on mm. it was on Market Street. It's a building, and they let the history of that building go. Some dude, uh, from what I understand, bought the building, supposed to be turning it into a gym, but I don't think they should do that. But then again, I was told that the city has really screwed that area over so bad, like it's really not worth the invest anything over. So I, I just left it alone. But that is significant history because it was our ancestors who pioneered yeah. the structure yeah. the Marine Corps boot camp. Yeah. And how yeah. they're supposed to be trained. That's the, that's not and even. We all know about. the Marine, we all know the Marine Corps boot camp is the toughest. That's that's what I hear too. It's, it's not the army, it's the Marines that's the toughest. And that's that's well, what I hear. You know, you either army strong, but you're Marine tough. That's the slogan. Mm. I mean, we got a strong army. Soldiers look they strong. And the Navy built for shit and the Air Force is incredible, but we just America's, you know, expendables. That's what the Marine Corps is. You gotta be crazy to be a Marine. 
<laughs> so so <laughs> he put up his Marines. I feel like so I, I told a kid one day in classroom, you know, he was asking me where I was from. And I said, Well, I live in Frankfurt, you know, Philly and stuff like that. So that would be my place from Philly. I'm from. I said, I'm not on that gangster stuff because I'm a Marine. You know what I'm saying? You can be all the gangster you want. You only need one of us in your bar to fuck that bitch up for the rest of your life. That's just one. And that's how we feel about it. That's that's the attitude and the mentality of most Marines we call jarheads, right? Yeah. Because the mentality is that you're just tough beyond human standards. Yeah. Like in the Army, you're Army strong. You know, you the Army's a big defense. Like our Army is one of the best armies in the world. And most of the money comes from the United States Army. And the Marine Corps gets his material from the United States Army. But the mentality is different. And the reason why they got to push Marines that way, because they push push Marines in first and bring them out last. They're expendable. That's why they call jarheads. That's that's because they pushed them. Like, you know, they had they had to have something to compete with the German troops. The German troops during World War II nicknamed us double dogs. That's where the double dog name comes from. It came from um, the the fact that they fought so crazy and they didn't care about their life. Like if you go to some war museums and and read how certain Marines had died, it'll blow your mind. Like these guys took a grenade just to go kill five Viet Cong. One grenade, one person. Then there was a guy, Dan Daly, who stood on top of a, a wall with a pistol and started shooting everybody he could shoot. And they got machine guns. So that's the history behind the concept of the Marines. The boot camp is four months, two two weeks. Everybody else boot camp is two months. See, I mean, this is everything you're sharing right now, Doctor John. People mm-hmm. people don't talk about this, man. People people don't not even as in depth to understand what it what it is, what the philosophies are, the attitudes behind each right. each branch of military. You know, hey, Luce, you got a question? I know you got a question. You yeah, want I wanted to go back when you were speaking about how it's kind of like in a sense of being incarcerated because mental health for me is like the biggest thing. Like, I said, Right, okay, you want more people. let's get in my brain, right? Huh? Let's get up and let's go, to, let's go to the brain. Okay. I got you, I'm just joking. <laughs> no, but I talk to a lot of veterans. I'm not going to lie. I, I have been guilty of saying, you know, thank you for your service. In my mind, I think it's the most selfless act one can do, no matter what their reason in for listening, right? But I always ask, like my cousins who've been in the Navy, I always ask, what's your mental state during those times? Like, did you ever have a time where it's like sure. you were affected to the point where you're like, you know what? I'm not mentally strong to pull out whatever listen I have to do. No, you're gonna you're gonna laugh. Don't laugh too hard when I say this. I had a psycho mom who grew up up north from Connecticut and lived down south and had to deal with a whole lot of jealous black people in her life. So she used to bring that anger home. So I was used to people temperament acting crazy because my mom used to yell at me all the time. God, baby, nigga, I, I, don't talk back to me. Don't you do nothing to embarrass my ass. You understand me? You better behave. <laughs> I, I could be in public and get the ear tug. Oh, oh <laughs> Told you shut your damn mouth. So by the time, and then I had an uncle who was in the Marines who was crazy. He went to Vietnam. Yeah, he was crazy. My uncle Joy did some shit. So I grew up with with the whole mentality that nothing affects me but me. Mm. So every veteran experience is different. Yeah, yeah. Who can't affect everybody the same way? 
You got to remember, some people go to boot camp with the mindset, I'm ready to kill somebody. Mm. I met a lot of them rednecks. Yeah. That's, oh, and they're the ones going to special forces. They become like the guru of murder, but it's okay because they're in the military. Yeah. And PTSD yeah. is establishing everybody. Everybody's post-traumatic. I mean, you get a woman who gets molested. Yeah. PTSD. Yeah. It happens in the military too. What can happen in the military is the same shit that you probably have seen in the hood before you even went into the military. Yeah. There's people on drugs. There's people selling drugs. Divorce rate crazy. Spousal abuse. Murders. Accidents. Like when I was in boot camp, a captain blew herself up with a grenade by accident. Yeah. Shit like that happens. Weird. Now you want to go into I mean, like the limb business. okay? Huh? Did he lose a limb? He died. Oh. <laughs> Honey, a grenade, a grenade in your hand, you ain't surviving that. Oh. Not, okay. A grenade is meant to take out a house. Damn. You dumb enough to keep that Damn. bitch in your hand after three seconds. It's supposed to be grab, pull, snap, boom. But he didn't do that. He got a little too white. <laughs> no, he a bad You think he just lost a limb? Like, uh, he, he, when he got a prostate. Like the air blew off. Every, every, damn, no, hold on, damn. watch this. Did, did the Marines who witnessed this have to go to therapy and sit down and talk to somebody? No. Like the little kids who watched the, the man get eaten by a tiger at the circus. Remember that? Yeah. All the kids had to go to therapy. They were ready for a huge lawsuit. There's no lawsuit from seeing no shit like that. And there's no therapy. It's like sit down, eat chow. Because you ain't got another five minutes to waste. Damn. I mean, if you're in war, you're going to see some shit like that. Yeah. And we, we and I, you know, I, I want to talk to you about, about that, the, the war aspect of it all, because you know when I when I mentioned stuff, you know, you I was like, yeah, at least the war is over. You was like, man, the war ain't no war over. What you talking about? Ain't no damn war over. They got <laughs> yeah, wars they everywhere. I done lost yes, brothers in Somalia and everything else. What you talking about? Ain't no war over. Yeah, and I I, right. I I was I of course I wasn't taken. I was taken back by you saying that because I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm sure right. you're right. Like you know what I mean? I was right. I was I was real. I was open to that because people are not. People don't think about that kind of stuff. They just no, see, they see on the news. And it, it just it just is what it is. We on the news, you know they got a, they got a war fighting. They're, they're over there fighting somewhere. You know, right now it's Ukraine. I think everybody's in Ukraine and they doing stuff in Ukraine. But it, you know, based on what you was telling me, it's it's bigger. It's way bigger than what you can really see. You know, yeah, it's I mean? always bigger than what you can see because this is America. But Lucy, did did I answer your questions? We are no, you did. It's just for me, like the stories I hear, I like to hear from different aspects. Like people, all right, no problem. Because every veteran is different. Yeah, so right. no, no, you did. Right. All right, all right, man. All right, Jimmy. Look, for real, for real. Um, you know, war veterans are a different type of veteran. They combat. Yeah. And um, I'm not a war veteran. You know, I didn't go in the military with the intentions to go to go to war. Yeah. I ain't. I, that was not my mindset. So they got this thing called the ASFAD. So if you you score high enough for the good jobs, you may not have to go to war. Not every job in the military is made for you to go to war. And every time I tell somebody I'm a Marine, they think I kill people. They think I went to war and all that shit. And I say, no, nah, man, I was a communications expert. I was a satellite repairman. I was fixing satellites and I was laying wired for systematic and uh, telecast and uh, wiring systems for electricity as well as fiber optic cable. And they're like, what? 
Yeah, man, I had an important job besides killing somebody. See? I feel like the first thing you think about when you think of military, you think, oh, they went to war. So that's the first thing you Right, because they watch too much damn Rambo. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think John Rambo. <laughs> yeah. You watching John Rambo? You watching? That shit ain't, ain't no John Rambos in nobody's military. Them niggas get shot just like everybody else. <laughs> I'll be laughing. Not and not everybody is in a position or 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 have a title for for war. Yeah, yeah. Right. My that- my job wasn't even when I was in the Air Force. It wasn't. Now I did get activated for uh, uh, doing war with the Air Force, but I was stateside. I got flown to uh, Brooks Air Force Base. And I trained troops, and I was a public health tech. Okay. So with that being said, you know, I was the hearing conservation program. I had to do the hearing exams. I was the uh, TB guy when you come in. I look at the bubble on your arm and shit like that, make sure you didn't have TB, shit like that. Mm-hmm. And then when you came back from out of theater, I did your out process and make sure you went to everybody you're supposed to see before I, before I was the last signature to sign off on it. And then the other job I had was I expect all the buildings. Now, when I was... Uh, in the hangar one day, this pilot didn't see me in there. Nobody told me they had shut the damn door. And the uh, pilot cut his fucking um, airplane on, blew my hearing out. So I wear hearing aids for that shit. So that's how I'm service connected. Wow. So, so you know, you get injuries, you know, in the military, just like you would get injured if, I mean, you know, you get on the job. Uh, injuries, like on the job, yeah. on training, like you was at, in theater for regular battle. Yeah. But I'm being honest with you, I ain't gonna fight nobody fucking war. <laughs> Listen, we we gonna take a break. I am not, I am not a patriotic person. <laughs> no, listen, we go. I went in because I wanted some money, <laughs> and I wanted the title Marine. No doubt, that's what I went in for. I'm honest. I don't give a fuck. You hear me? <laughs> Fam, we sit here talking, Dr. John, about life, life in the military and his experiences. He's definitely sharing some stuff that people don't know. That you know that I find to be very interesting and profound. Right. This is this is the kind of stuff I love doing. Time I right. This this is the kind of stuff. Lucy, we we love this kind of stuff. Like love love the back the back door. Let's get in the back door and find out what's really good. You know what I mean? Right. But listen, family, we're gonna take a quick break. Remember, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-Y B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. You listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio, the indie station for the indie nation. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Michael from Upper Darby. Listen to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Welcome back to the Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We thank you for listening. Remember, family, you can call us at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And welcome back to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. Remember, family, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bond's podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Lucy, I'm going to get you. <laughs> Remember, family, we are, we are back talking about life in the military 
Speaking to our boy, Dr. John Taylor, he is over here dropping some knowledge. Now, listen, here's the thing. I, there's so much about you, Dr. John, I did not know. Did not know that you were in both the two branches of the military, the Air Force and the Marines. Yo. I didn't know that you were a school teacher. I, I, I'm a sucker for school teachers because my mom was a school teacher. I, I and I'm a music producer. And Dr. John, doc, DrJohnUplift.com is more of yeah, my music. Ty, Ty, you hear this? Ty, you hear this? Quick question. Dr. Uh-huh. John, do you have an album out? I sure do. It's called The Honorable. Mm. You have a song called Nobody But Jesus? That's my song, bro. <laughs> I got that song. That's that song. Listen, got we got the, we got the, he got the CD too. Oh, look, look. This is how the world right connects the podcast. This is what I'm talking on, about right quick. here. Let me jump in real quick. Go ahead, Sam. I was, supposed, I was supposed to meet him a couple years ago, right before I started the radio station. And I was oh, supposed, really? to, uh, we were supposed to get back together, but we never did get together. Wow. And I got your CD, Nobody But Jesus. That's when I play on the radio. Man, it's time to do all that. It's time no. to do it, bro. <laughs> no, yeah. That's what I'm talking about right and here. And he was helping out vets, too. Am I right? Yes, I was. I still he, do. He hired, he hired something from you, Jimmy. Dig into him, man. Yeah, you're going to have to dig into it, too. Man. <laughs> I'm no, talking about, about that. You know, oh, here it is, Jimmy. I, it's not like, you know, I want to wear a T-shirt and say I do all this shit. Right. Now, of course, I've been through right. that young phase in my life when I did all of this. And people didn't believe this was me. Right. They thought I was capping. Oh, you ain't no damn music producer, teacher, and you was in the Marines, and you a single dad and three kids. <laughs> How you do all that? I'm like, damn, nigga, can a nigga live? Right. <laughs> oh, I, I guess I got to be Tom Cruise for you to believe that I'm a Mission Impossible. Right. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. You know, Tom Cruise an actor, but you will believe that shit. <laughs> but you don't believe that a normal black man who stand five foot six did all this shit. See, I say the same thing. I, I say the same thing. We all got different. I gotta talents. be. I gotta be like you know, lying about who I really am. There you do. There you do. You, you so really do. I got. I got past all of that. So now it's just like if you really want to know me, get to know me. Right. Instead of me advertising it, because the bottom line is, it's way more people out there who are disencouraging you because they're faithless. Then they're actually supporting you because they believe in themselves as well. Like what you could do, I could do too. Yeah. So many people out there don't believe in themselves. And this makes the world horrible. That's the truth, man. It's the truth. Like, you know, I'm sitting with two gentlemen now, and uh, we do uh, uh, the organization's called TaylorMade Veterans. Like with my brother Brian Taylor, you need to interview him one day too. And Richard yeah. Blythe, who disturbs the fuck out of Upper Dark. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I, I'm you in Upper Dark. I mean, you know, that's where I, I went. Hey, listen, I met him the, the, a couple years ago, and he just kept smiling and shit. I'm like, why does nigga smile so much? You know what I mean? And then I realized he'd be going after politicians. That's why he smiles so much. <laughs> yeah, we gonna have to bring him. But he him be attacking their ass. We gonna, we gonna have to bring him. On. So we it's a whole to. lot, and the three of us together is just wild. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because my brother, he a care bear and shit. Richard disturbance. You know what I mean? He don't yeah. care. He run his mouth so much. And and me personally, I just do a whole lot. People just don't understand. Yeah. But they gotta accept it. What right. you gonna do? Right. Right. For real. For real. I ain't changing. And just because you know how to talk and think nobody else can, I get you. Yeah, that's right. And we've shut a lot of stuff down with people that uh, really thought it was cool to do the black men. Give me an example. Like what? Give me an example. Like, you know, handle us with property. We got a landlord-tenant situation in Upper Darby just retarded. It is retarded. 
And they think they can handle black people any kind of way they want to with this housing. Now, you want to mess up people's life the worst way? You ain't got to do nothing else but fuck up their living situation. They whole existence change. They ready to kill themselves. Yeah. You ain't got nowhere to live. Don't nobody, the, the worst thing in life to be thinking about is you living on the streets. Yeah. Yeah. And after moratorium was over and everybody didn't fear COVID no more, and they say, hey, we're going on with life now. Now it's time for y'all niggas to get money back. Oh, you ain't got it. We're going to put you out like that. Well, Amazon Amazon sales escalated 37% during COVID. It sure did. Because everybody's sending the house ordering shit. Yep. That they didn't really need. Uh-huh. But you, you blame the citizens for reacting for shit that you're giving them because let's face it, the Republican president gave everybody money and the Democratic person took our money and gave it to other people across, across the foreign land. That's another story, though. <laughs> So, so, so this is what happened, right? The, the Republican president said, "Oh, you guys have all the fun you fucking want. Fuck it, grab her in the pussy." <laughs> I'm sorry. And yo. then, and then, and then, the decrepit George Burns looking Democrat <laughs> president that got a, he got a side joint that don't do shit. <laughs> he comes out of nowhere and he takes the money. And he gives it away. <laughs> now you niggas got to get out your house. <laughs> you got to love America, man. Glad I, I'm glad I sacrificed. Hoorah. <laughs> oh, and man. My brother said in landlord to the court, it was unreal. Man. It was so many black women, single moms getting thrown out the house. Yeah, well, they're going to be building more strip clubs lately. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And yo, it sounds horrible, but it's the truth, bro. Nah, bro, you you really you only talking the truth, man. You only talking the truth. They gonna be building more strip clubs for this shit, bro. It's enough to make you sick on the stomach. Yeah. And then when you go lobby on their ass, they looking at you like, "What the hell you're doing in here?" Yeah. You don't really see black men lobbying. My uh-huh. man Rich got us lobbying. I ain't never lobbied before. I read about it. <laughs> you know, I used to teach it. But I had never done it. So I actually went down the lobby one day and the shit was fun. Yeah. They put me in the paper and shit. <laughs> like, why they take a picture of me? I was being nice. Yeah, right. You know what I mean? Like, yo, y'all trying to put me on the spot. Like, fuck it off. <laughs> so the bottom line was we ended up attacking everybody because they was attacking us. Yeah. I had a yeah. landlord come at me like I did something really, really wrong to this guy. I'm a veteran at that. Let's talk about that. You sold my house. I didn't know who you sold it to. And then I get a phone call. Yeah, rent increased by $300. But and it got to be, in my, I got to pay in my possession. It's a $150 late fee by Friday. Motherfucker, it's Wednesday. And I'm renting from the mayor. You tell me this on a Wednesday, and you want me to give you an extra $300 or it's $150 after that. I said, shit. He didn't know no better. I'm telling you, boy, wasn't ready for this. Wait till you hear this, Jimmy. Wait till you hear this, Lucy and Tyrone. Boy, wasn't ready for this. I got in my car. I went down. I went down to the city hall of Upper Darby. I wanted to know who owned that property. Cause if your name ain't on the property right now, oh shit! Don't you know I was denied the right to know? Mm. They kept me in that building almost two hours. Fucking with my mind, because they called up to your tennis down here. 
You know what they call? Mm. That's why she went online. She wouldn't even come out of the office. She went on. She went on Zoom to do her meetings that she was supposed to do live. Because I went in there and I said, "Hey, does a, a landlord supposed to sell your house and don't tell you?" And then all of a sudden, expect you to pay all this damn money? She wouldn't come out. <laughs> So all my my hearing aids in my ears heard me ringing inside my own head. I yelled so loud I hurt my own feelings. I was like, "Do a landlord <laughs> supposed to sell your house?" And then another motherfucker called the next day. You always all this. I'm glad y'all did that to me. It's true. You know what I did the next following day? I went to talk to the judge that would hear my case. Yes, I did. I called, I hit him up on Facebook first. I gave him a little desperate cry. They fucking with me, bro. Don't know what to do. He <laughs> said, come on, talk to me. I'm here in the office now. So I went down there. And the old white lady's behind her, you can't go back. I'm here to see um, Christopher. I called him by his first name. <laughs> <laughs> and he came out. He said, hey, come on back here, Sergeant Taylor. I mean, Dr. John, sorry. So I went back there with him. And I told him what it happened. And he said, oh, don't worry about it. You got to come across my desk anyway. When I get it, we'll, we'll fix it. But that wasn't enough for me. What you do next, <laughs> man? What you do next? I went to go get you, boy. Rich went in there and cussed him out to the point the cops had an escort him. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> the cops had an escort him. I was like, Rich, man, you don't have to do that for me. like, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> came out laughing. Yo. Because they don't want us to be the angry black man, but they want us to be the angry black man. They do. They do. They, but they definitely I, I do. tell young boys, ain't no wrong with that expressing yourself and letting them know fuck off, but do it with some, some sense. Yeah. Don't do, do it in a position and you right. by yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're going to shoot your ass. Yeah, they sure will. <laughs> They sure will. They're gonna shoot your ass. <laughs> see, a lot will. of people, a lot of people miss this little young boy from Chicago. He was on YouTube and he said, For real, for real, y'all think it's us out here killing each other, but they come in here disguised and they're shooting us. And these mm-hmm. are these your racist mm-hmm. people. And I couldn't believe it, but when I went to Pittsburgh, I was driving through this little rural area. I don't know if you've ever been to Pittsburgh, but yo, that's a Lucy. That's a town to see. Yeah, I, I, Lucy, I Lucy, to Lucy, Lucy went to Pittsburgh. Yeah. Uh, well, I, well, I'm sorry, Lucy. No, but no. Pittsburgh just gave me the fucking creeps. <laughs> you said Pittsburgh gave you the what? It gave you the what? Fucking creeps, man. <laughs> like, I drove around, and then we was going to this place called Cranberry, so we took the back road, right? I, I, I can't make this up. I wish I was making this up. You know, I'm a, I got a pretty vivid imagination, but this is not imaginable. This is some real shit. Yeah. We drove by and it was a group of white men. I knew they wasn't in the military. They got long ponytails and shit. They, they hippie looking. <laughs> but they were armed to the tooth. And my sons were looking over there. I glanced over. I said, man, y'all turn your heads around. Fuck that. Come on, let's go. I'm driving fast. I don't want to catch a ticket because I don't, you know, I look like I'm in Mayberg. So I don't want to play with these rednecks. You know what I mean? Yeah, I was like, nah. I'm staring at them. Let's go. They were staring at the guns. They yeah. were armed to the tooth during COVID. Yeah. Yeah, they sure were. They sure were. Hey, they saw so, COVID as a reason to go get a gun. But listen, we blaming... Well, not, not we. Let me take that back. I'm so sorry I said we. I apologize. 
America is blaming black people for guns. Like we the only one bought them. Gun sales is on an on-time high. It is. Hey, bro, I'm a hunter. I go hunting. We couldn't find shotgun shells. Mm. My mm. brother's in right here can tell you. We was going, we went to another state to pick them up. Because all the shotgun shells around the Philadelphia area, it was all sold out. You couldn't find 40s. You couldn't find 9s. And you know what else happened? They sold a bunch of 9 millimeters to females. No offense, Lucy, but a, a 9 millimeter is a professional pistol. It's not meant for war. It's competition pistol. If you really want to shoot somebody, a 9 is not the way to go. 40s, 357s, something hard. 45s, desis, those are hard. 9 millimeters take time and practice because the velocity of the bullet, bullet is lighter and it's, it's a stretch. They made the 9 after the Ruger for competition. They sold a lot of females competition materials. And they don't even know how to insert the clip. A bunch of women went out and got um, license to carry and weapons. Yeah, I seen it. I read an article about it today. I read, yeah, you're right. And I'm like, they don't even know how to use it. You're right. I mean, but even and, even but even the dudes that got them don't even know how to use it. They don't know how well, to yeah, use it. Yeah, you know either. what? It's a lot of people with guns that don't know it, how to use true. it. It's true. And it's a lot of them who don't understand how to use a weapon. And they and they taking a hammer to 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 a position that needs a screwdriver. Right. Like <laughs> you got the wrong tool. Exactly. 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 So America doesn't talk about that fact that all those guns were sold at that point in time. And America don't say, oh, we had a bullet shortage for a reason. And now we got a death rate of 390-some people. Yeah. Every year here in Philly, that's what's true. I had three students that were shot and killed. My buddy over here, he lost his son to gun violence. Yeah. And this is the son of a veteran who fought in Vietnam. Well, you know, and you were in the military. You know, Ty, my, 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 my saying all the time is we live in war zones. People yeah, be like... Every- that's why I told you. I said, war is everywhere, bro. War, we ain't done with no war. Yeah. Now, this is the creepy part, right? Everybody's talking about that little gay situation with Jeffrey Dahmer and the little boy from uh, uh, P-Valley uh, episodes. Like, we're supposed to care about that. When putting September 21st, 2022, just said, oh, I'm going to war with America. I had enough of y'all. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. That's what Putin said. But y'all not talking about that. No, that's not important y'all, to some people. Y'all still talking about going to get the latest shoe. What you going to do if they drop gas on us and everybody start mutating? You going to wear some Jordans then? It's true. It's true. Nobody's ever seen the effects of a nuclear holocaust. Other countries have. They were mutated people. Yeah. People you couldn't even identify, you didn't even think was human. This is in rural, rural parts of the world of, of, of other countries that we so-called drop bombs on all through Asia and shit. Yeah. Man. So the, the, the understanding of history, how it repeats itself, is to know that all powerful nations have come to an end. America's no different. We might be the new Rome. But even the first Rome fell. There's no protocol for countries staying in uh, existence for so long. 
oh, well, you're going to stay in existence for 400 years. We're going to let Egypt rule the world for 300 years. They, it, 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 it didn't, that when it's time for this country to be done, it's going to be done. And I even being biblical, but didn't it say mystery Babylon with Paul? Yeah. I ain't down with these Edomites. I'm That's a Hebrew. Real. That's real. I let that Christian shut go a long time ago when I found out the J wasn't invented to the 15th century. Who the hell is Jesus then? Why y'all, why is Buddha is Buddha in English and any other language? Allah is Allah and everybody else's language. But y'all changed Jesus' name from Yahusha to Jesus. Oh, I, I get I get deep, bro. Yeah, bro, you good. You good over here. You good on this, bro. And then black people walking around like we owe, owe them something. We don't owe them shit. We don't owe them taxes. We don't owe them. You don't supposed to tax like. That's true. That's what that's what make life hard. We owe them to live. Every black person need to be like Native Americans. Native Americans don't pay tax. We shouldn't be paying taxes neither. And we got treated way worse than they did. Yeah. People yeah. didn't notice, but Trump did sign on reparations. Loose. What we talk about? What we talk about all the time? Reparations, right? Mm. And then what we talk about? And what we all they told us about? to hate Hitler. They told us to hate Hitler, and that nigga shook Jesse Owens' hand. <laughs> he how, did. How you hate? He shook Jesse Owens' hand and allowed him to run in the Olympics. But the coach that Jim Brown had wouldn't even let him in his own house. Oh, family. Look, we, we, and they act we, like they act like our minds supposed to be focused on entertainment. I do not care what Megan do. I do not care that Cardi I don't 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 cook, don't clean. They got that still got the ring. I don't care. I don't I don't care. Chris Brown had an STD. I don't care, bro. I was the last motherfucker to want to talk about Chris Rock and Will Smith. I don't care. He slapped that motherfucker. <laughs> That's what, yeah, we were saying the same shit. Like we was like, what does it matter? Does, does it does it really matter? But why not distract you? Why not distract you from why, why they distracting you? Because no, you yeah, are faithless. Why? Right. Because mm-hmm. like the faithless are distracted. Oh, the faithless are distracted. Their attentions are not servitude to who you're supposed to be serving. In the, oh man. You, you know what I'm saying? But that's where the attention's supposed to go. The real yeah. one. Yeah. So if you worried about all this other stuff, you can't pay your bills and so on. We're supposed to be community people. Yeah. I was supposed to let Rich fall. He wasn't supposed to let me fall. I was supposed to let my brother fall. I was supposed to let you or any of y'all fall. Y'all supposed to let me fall. We're supposed to take care of each other. It's not I got mine, you get yours. Mm. It's not date anybody you want. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I, I I gave up 11 years of my life in the military to come out to the civilian world and regret that I ever got out. I was like, I should have stayed in. This shit sucks on I thought it was bad in the Marine Corps. It's worse here. I was going and, to ask, that was one of my questions. Well, Lucy, let me explain. It was better in the Marine Corps because I knew what to expect. Yeah. I want to say, like... If the motherfucker didn't like like me next door, I knew he didn't like me. Yeah. George, you can't lie anymore. I got you, brother. All right? You know, you want to shout out the title? If you can smell what I'm cooking, come on, do this. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, out here, you just don't know. Yeah. And this whole gay shit is driving me nuts. You Mm. You don't know who to talk to. You offend everybody nowadays. Everybody's so offended. Like, you can't say nothing. Everybody gets so 
I can't believe you said that. And they shooting each other over conceited ass words. Like, like when I heard this uh, one murder <laughs> in Upper Darby, the, the, the young boy shot his baby mom because it was word on the street that wasn't his baby inside her, so he shot her. Y'all didn't hear about the lady last year that was shot? Yeah, and I, then read, they, I read about it. She was pregnant? Yeah. Last year? Yeah, well, the, the, she was living in the, in the area I lived in, the Upper Darby. Where did you live at in Upper Darby? What part, of, what part of Upper Darby you live in? Off of Church Lane, uh, in between Church Lane and Long Lane. Yeah, my God, I, know, I know exactly where you Where that live. 7-Eleven we used to be, now it's something else because everybody robbed it, so they get new owners every so often. You talk, I think that's, that's 7-Eleven. It's called no, 7-Eleven now. No, Seven I, know, Star I, know, Deli. I know where you at. I know exactly where you are. Well, I ain't there no exactly more. Exactly where you are. Well, well as no far more, as where, yeah. you, where you used to live at, yeah, right? Used to be, yeah, right. Yeah. And that's that's the funny part of Upper Darby. That's the that's right. the that's the I, that's the suspect part over that, Joe. Right. I personally think, like for all of us right now, whether you are a veteran or not, it's time to get in order because they're not going to give a rat's ass who is who when they start dropping bombs on this place because they don't got tired of the people that's in power. Mm-hmm. So I think we need to make amends with ourselves. Black men need to realize we all we got. Sisters need to understand. Yeah, if you want to do that black girl magic shit, haven't you realized now that shit making too many of us disappear out the homes? Poof. That's some powerful magic. I know. I teach. I used to teach. I taught for 19 years, and there were so many kids who were suffering from you know, that magical power that black women possess of getting rid of a nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? I do not want you in my house no more. You got to go. You can't be telling me what to do. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. <laughs> I'm crazy. I told you, Lucy. I don't give a rat's ass. So listen. <laughs> I told but, you. Straight up. But hold, up, hold, hold up. Hold up, Doc. Hold up, Doc. What was you going to say, Lucy? Hold up. What was you going to say? No, because my I'm so interested in those who are in the military or they are Marines. I'm so interested in love. Like, I know it's probably, I guess, frowned upon doing, you know, um, I guess I'm not too sure on how that works, but I always wonder, like, how do you keep, Jimmy, I'm sorry. I want to know, say say it. (laughs) How do you keep the intimacy? Like, how do you, like, because I feel like you need, you're away from Oh, wow, Lucy, okay. Wow, this is interesting like, one. I like this one. First of all, I've been married. First of all, I've been married three times. Okay. Intimacy ain't my ain't, ain't, ain't my downfall. You know what I mean? It's the it's the shit that I will not tolerate. Okay. As a Marine, I'm not tolerating unsat, undisciplined people. I don't care if you're male or female. You cannot be unset in my house. And I'm the man of my house. I don't care if you're the woman or not. I'm not asking you to bow down. I'm not asking you to kiss my ass, but I'm asking you to respect what I've accomplished in my life. It's honorable to be a man who feels proud of, of his accomplishments. You got so many dudes out here, they drowning in liquor because they depressed because they ain't got no honor. I can't be that guy. Fuck that. Nothing makes me addicted to nothing. I smoke weed every day, but I ain't addicted. I can stop. I ain't doing no other drugs. They gave me all these psycho pills for PTSD, all that shit. I'll take that shit. That shit from my brain. I don't, I don't want that. And I, I'm, I'm not a good drinker because I, I, it hurts my stomach. So I don't have no real true vices that locks me into shit. I don't gamble like that. 
All I do is play the keyboard. I love music. I'm not a born person, but I can be. Mm. So I'm happy in in, in in the way I am. So I don't need a woman in the house redirecting me like I need to grow up. My mom did. Mm. So intimacy won't ever be the problem. It's just the structure of the home. I understand women want to design a home. I get that up. But it's a part of me in here too. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we we missing that. And I hear a lot of men complaining about it all the time. Like, it's like I got no say so. I was listening to DMX earlier today. DMX said, when you break up, when a woman breaks up with you, it's cool. All right, okay, all right, I'm gonna move on. But if you break up with her, it's it's World War II. You ain't shit. Like, how you dump me? Fuck you. You know what I'm saying? So we gotta get to the point of understanding, like, manhood is still essential. I don't care how much they try to demasculate it. I don't care how many, how many times some people think it needs to be softened. Men are men. Just like women are women. So I keep the intimacy going. That's not a problem. I do anything to please my girl or who am I with? You know what I mean? So, you know, if it causes me a cramp in the in the Charlie horse, I'm going to still keep stroking. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be stroking. But, That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> but, I, but after we done, I don't want to hear all that. I'm like, what's that head? <laughs> it, it takes away from it. You know what I mean? It takes away from it. Yeah. I watched a little comedian today. He's driving in the car. The girl gets in the car. She starts running off at the mouth. He dropped her off at the restaurant they were supposed to go. Then he pulled off. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, we got to, like I said, we got to heal. And, yeah. I don't, you know, it, it could be a veteran thing. It could be a situation where, because there's a lot of divorces in the military. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah I was, was going to ask you about that anyway. Right. Glad Navy, you bringing it up. Navy and Marine Corps got the highest divorces. Can I ask too? I saw something on TikTok when someone um I don't I don't know what he was, but I know he's some part of the military, but he mm-hmm. said that he only got married because he got better benefits. Is that that's true too? But okay. that's but but hold on, you do get better benefits overall in life when you're married. When you're married, you're in a different tax bracket, but when you're married in the military, it's it's more. You get more of because you got to take care of her. Or mm-hmm. she got to take care of you because she could be a female veteran. Mm-hmm. Then the kids and everything. So they get, they supplement your lifestyle. You get more. But here's the thing. You know, you don't want to be that GI, the government issue dude, who get caught cheating on his wife because you want to cross seas because you can get brought up on a whole lot of charges. You can lose rank. You lose some of that money. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, they really engulfed in your lifestyle when you're in the military, yeah. you know what I mean? They want to know what's going on. So you'll, you'll see a lot of active duty personnel or people like myself who work for military organizations. I refuse to put certain certain stuff on my Facebook because it's a reflection of what the military sees because there's military personnel all over my Facebook page. Gotcha. So I'll, you still always have to be uh, aware that there's a uniform code yeah. and we all follow it. Yeah. Like, like I told you before, Nobody wants to be in anybody's battalion, platoon, squad, or anything. And you got people in here that that won't don't want refuse to follow the order. Like what, what are you here for? Yeah. We're here to take orders. We're here to apply the orders. We're here to get it accomplished. That's what we're here for. So if you out of order that way, nobody wants you in there. Like in the Marine Corps, we'll call you a shipbird. We want you out of there. Mm. You can't wear your uniform right. Ugh, you're a goma pal. 
you know, you're a problem. Yeah. You can't do your job right, you're a problem. Yeah. You're scoring low on your proficiency, like your PFT scores are low, your rifle qualifications is low. Don't nobody want to sip out nobody who can't shoot. That's real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm That's going real. to war with you. You can't shoot. Yeah, man. You know, it might be just two of us and 10 of them, but at least we know how to shoot. We yeah. got to stand a chance if you know how to shoot. We ain't going to have no chance. We're going home, bullets in the face, neck. You know, you know, I don't want to be like that. So that's one of the issues that, you know, you know, a lot of military people have when they even come out of service. I hear a lot of military personnel don't want to relate to civilians. Mm. They don't want us to relate to civilians because, you know, you feel like they don't understand. And they don't. How are you going to understand if you never did it? Yeah, that's real. Now, I ain't even like brother in the army. I'm in the Marines. I ain't even had to be in the army. To know that he had regiment, because I'm regiment. Yeah. I was in the Air Force too. Air Force are the slack, uh, the slackest, but they still have a regiment. So you adhere to these things, and you don't offset because it hurts the, the it hurts the production of what you're doing. So like right now, um, we're planning a whole lot of events, and I'm gonna tell you all about it, Jimmy Taylor May Veteran. We we just did a uh, veteran sh- uh, stand down. Uh, we did Juneteenth at the Delaware uh, uh, Delaware War Memorial. We did that, and it was at the Rose Tree Park. And we put all this stuff together. And Rich and my brother, they they out here doing their thing. Yeah. Making sure veterans are an acknowledgement. But with Rich, he's making sure the black community out here in Delaware County and, and any other county we could discuss this in, because I mean, I'm out here in Chester County. I probably have to disturb peyote a little bit. But the bottom <laughs> line is, it's all in respect to what we are as a cultural people. Yeah. Let's not face it the wrong way. I'm a black veteran yeah. in America. Yeah. That's real. And I, I'm when talk- when, when I no, my, my bad. But when they say the word veteran, a lot of times you don't think of women and minority men as no, being veterans. You don't. But all it takes is six months of service and you're a veteran. That's a fun fact. Yeah, six months of service. That's it. I ain't that's gonna say it. that. I ain't gonna say that's it. But no, no, that's law. Six yeah. months of service. You considered a veteran. That's major, man. That's major. Long well, as you made it past six months, you're a veteran. Listen, mm-hmm. now you done, you done, you done dropped it on us in the second segment. I'm kind of like, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of dumbfounded. I'm gonna take a quick break. We gonna take a quick break. Uh-huh. You done said, Doctor John, I said a lot in this second segment, family. And I mean, I thought the first segment was going to be crazy. The second segment blew me away even more. So this conversation is great. I, I know it's needed. Dr. John, know, I, I know he wants to he wants to and needs to share more of his experiences with, with the public, with the people, so that they can they can understand exactly what, what the veterans go through. Um, the family will take a quick break. Let me call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, it's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-W-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Listen, Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Philadelphia Radio, the indie station for the indie nation. We'll be right back. Is it okay? I said it's the Michael. It is okay. All right. Yeah. This is Reverend CC Chicken Wing, and I love listening to the Jimmy Barnes podcast. Insightful, thoughtful words that uplift the people and bring up knowledge to the people. That's the brother Jimmy Barnes right there. You can reach out to the brother too at the Jimmy Barnes podcast at gmail.com. 
This is Reverend CC Chicken Wing. Uh, yeah, uh, is the mic still on? This is on. Okay. And welcome back to Jimmy Miles Podcast on Philadelphia Radio, Indy Nation for the for Indy Station for the Indy Nation. Remember, family, call us with your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S Podcast at gmail.com. And family, again, we are we are discussing life in the military. My brother, Dr. John Taylor over here, dropping some jewels, dropping some bars, dropping some knowledge. Lucy had a question for him. Go ahead, Lucy. Go ahead and ask your question. So I wanted to ask, like, are you spiritual or are you religious? Um, I'm spiritual very much. Religion, no, I don't believe in the um practice of of religion because it's asking me to give of my natural self. I'm supposed to give for my spiritual self. My natural life should not be your way of keeping your lights on in your church, your water on, your gas on, your parking lot being paid, <laughs> your deacons need a salary. Yeah. You have yeah. a pastoral staff. You know, you yeah. got Congress in your church. Then you have the musicians. Yeah. They so they're getting paid. Yeah. So I'm going to church to pay people for my salvation. That's not spiritual. That is natural. Then I did my own studying because he said, study to show yourself approval. And he approved my studying. I know he did because it conformed me to a different way of living. Changed my diet. Like I don't eat a lot of the crap that they said was healthy that's not healthy. But that's a different story. I swear that. We'll be on this all night. But spiritually, I understand that knowledge is only obtained when you have solitude moments with the most high. You can't be learning from everybody because everybody is not a, it's not you. That's them, how they interpret it. You may say, you know, God forgive you for every sin. I might say, no, he don't, he forgive sin overall, period. He just don't like wickedness. That's how I feel about it. So what the hell is sin? I had sex with that woman last night, so I sinned. All right, I had a good time sinning then. Well, <laughs> <Felt> good. <laughs> well, me judging a person is an act of a sin, which the difference is no greater sin. I don't understand sin. I do know wickedness, though. I do know you wake up one morning, I'm going to bomb a whole nation. You're a wicked motherfucker. Yeah. I know I know you're a wicked person when you can just shoot a 12-year-old child, you know, holding up a pretend gun. Yeah. I know yeah. you're a wicked. I know you're a wicked person when you can let 12 dudes and you and yourself just pin down a girl and have sex with her. Yeah. That's wickedness. Which a lot of wickedness we call crime. Yeah. That's so real, I don't, my behavior reflects how I feel about my soul I love my soul so I'm going to go out there and do my walks so I can keep my weight down at 51 I'm going to eat right so I don't end up with the bullshit I diabetes what we call it not diabetes black people we call it something oh we call it sugar I don't want that sugar no I don't want that 
So, and that might time, like we call yeah. it sugar. <laughs> yeah, so I don't want I don't want that sugar. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna watch what I eat. Yeah, yeah. Not because I not because I am fit and I go to the gym. No, I want to live. Yeah. So I, I watch my meat intake. I don't eat the pork, not because I'm Muslim, because it's a filthy damn animal. It's only out one vein. So how does it? How, did, how, how it's not fit for consumption? I don't eat all the parts of the chicken. Um. You know, it, it goes beyond what 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 you know what they say you shouldn't do. You should own. You should be the only person who tells you what to eat and how not to eat it. Sin should mean something different to everybody. Yeah, for sure. I don't believe all Christians going to heaven because they're Christian. Shit, nah, that that ain't the truth. That ain't the truth at all. I don't believe. I believe it's gonna be Buddhists up there, Muslims up there. It may be it may be some of the people with the weird flag. I don't know. I doubt it, but <laughs> <laughs> yo, Doctor John going in today. He going in today. Loose, <laughs> loose over there, like what? <laughs> but spiritually, I aim to love. I got. I have a, a site on. I have a Facebook group that I created after my third divorce called Love Overall because I still believe in love. You know, that's that's a good thing, too, because right. I always tell people, like, you know, you can be hurt, but just don't stop loving, you know? She ain't murdering me. Yeah. You know what I mean? They talking about you got to go heal yourself. I'm like, dang, I ain't get hit by a car or nothing like that. We just had a breakup. <laughs> Next. <laughs> you want to love me? That relationship took it, especially probably within a marriage, it takes out of you within your individuality, like, so you do have to heal some aspect of yourself. You I, think that's, I, I think that's all in your head. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, I mean, then we'll get into, you know, how comfortable you are with yourself. You know what I mean? And your, and your sexuality and how you are mentally when it comes to how, you know, I don't believe in hurt feelings. I try to be like this. I'm understanding it that you maybe wanted to move on. I understand. But why you got to start shit? You know what I mean? Don't be starting all that mess. You all, you know, you know what I mean? Be cool. You know what I mean? See, I know one thing about myself. I have done this and don't like it. Once I break up with somebody, I try to just stay broken. Because when you go back to your exes, it's a mess. So I don't try to have so many relationships. But when you're looking, you may end up with a lot of relationships. You don't know. Like, life is unpredictable. Why judge yourself? Just live your life and be safe. Be cautious. Be uh, open, but not open enough that you don't have you. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Yeah. You know, just just study life. Be observant instead of subjective. Because, uh, you know, I don't feel like judging people. And I really don't feel like telling people how to act towards me. I just leave you alone. If I don't like how you're doing me, I'm not going to be sitting there complaining how you're doing me. Yeah. You know, I don't have a slave owner. That's what white people used to black people doing, always complaining about how y'all treating us. I don't complain to white people about shit. I don't care how you run your country. I don't. I know yes. the most high. I know the most high runs me, not you. Mm-hmm. So you can run your country. You can run your laws the way you want it. You can make it. You can make the little little guy go across the, the little boy who went across the state line, shot at everybody. But then you can take my young boy who got an altercation, give him life, but you let him go free. So I understand how your laws work for you. Yeah. And that's what we got to accept as black men. That's how they want to do it. But we don't have to play that game with them. We don't. 
We don't have to accept them. We don't have to work. The Native no. American, the Native American culture shut down the American economy in 1950s when they refused to buy. Look that up. They refused See? it. See? They hurt. They hurt their economy because we know one thing about white folks: they care about money. You'll get more time for doing something wrong with money than popping your next door neighbor. It's true. It's true. So it's true. You, you know, it's time for us to open our eyes up and realize that we are definitely in the belly of the beast, and that the cards are not dealt fairly, and it's not in our favor because they want to win in a different way. They really, they really was, uh, they really was to the point. When the Messiah was on 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 the mountain being uh you know seduced by Satan, like I give you this, I give you that. They were the people say, Oh yeah, I take that. Our master who we represent said, Hell no, you don't need that. Yeah. That's how that's how we are. That's why my spirit is the way it is. I know I don't need that. I know I don't need their 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 permission. Well, let me have, let me ask I you this. Faith. Let me ask you this. Would no. you would you, in in regards to your service mm-hmm. and everything else, would you do it again? If you if you know what you know now, yeah, of course. Like like no no second guessing. I definitely do it again. I do it again. I don't because I don't regret the uh, fact that I served. The one thing I like more about it is I earned it. I mm. earned the title. That's real. I earned That's... the title to be a marine. Now I ain't earned the title to be a soldier. I ain't under. I was not in the navy. I did the air force after the fact. But the fact that I earned their most prestigious title because when you hear the word marine. Bro, that shit, I didn't know it, but we used to put our uniforms on. We used to walk down, you know, Sunset Boulevard in California, and you thought we were more popularized than the celebrities were, bro. They would stop and look at us. Can we take a picture with you while we was in our dress blues? And my son is getting that right now. He said, everybody likes us. I said, everybody loves Marines, bro. I was going to ask you about that too. How you feel about all your sons joining too? I mean, I know the lineage is, is there, but Man, I, I mean, personally, how that. you feel about it? You know what I mean? I didn't ask for that, bro. I really didn't. I was like, y'all going in? Why? Go to college. I don't, but you know what it is? Like, my mom told me, you know, this is what my mother said to me. She said, all right, you graduated now, right? You're out of high school. Now, I ain't trying to tell you what to do, but you ain't got so many options, bro. It's real narrow. She said, you can get a job and work. I expect you to be out of here in a year, so you better save your money and not party it away. That's what she said. Or you can go into the military and let them take care of you. But if you go to college, me and the family will make sure you make it through college. So I chose the college route first. And I party so much, I ain't <laughs> I ain't really do no schoolwork. <laughs> so I joined the Marine Corps. And and I joined the Marine Corps because you know, they said that what my Uncle Joe was. And, you know, my Uncle Joe was known to be a little badass shit. They was like, oh, he's a Marine, you know. And I was like, what the fuck does that mean? And then when I went into the Marine Corps, I learned what that meant. Yeah. I learned, like, you know, it's certain things about Marines. It's just, you you, you wasn't going to be born with it. There's no way. Yeah. It had to be, you, had to, you had to earn that talent. You had to get that training. So it's a big, big, big different scope. And then I had my Uncle Sonny. He was he was in the uh, army and he was uh special forces and he was the same damn way. He was the same damn way. Different branches, but same mentality. So, yeah. you know, I got one in the army, one in the Marines, one's about to go in the Air Force. 
That's their choice. I didn't push that on them. Yeah. But I, you were an example though. You were an example. You I know, mean, lead, that's what leadership is. Leadership yeah. is. I mean, you were definitely you were definitely an example. I mean, I, yeah. I, if anything, especially sons look up to their dads more than right. anything else. You know what I mean? They, if their right. dad is doing something positive or doing something that's supporting of them. Right. Far, you know, just even keeping a roof over their head, they're gonna respect right. that more than anything else than right. than a dude on the street. They're gonna respect that, particularly if, if he's doing something, you know, constructive. Right. You know what I mean? Um right. Ty, you Ty, you got a question, bro? Yes. Um I just wanted to take it back a little bit, Dr. John. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, when you was talking about well, it's two things actually. One is like military technology that's not available to the public. Mm-hmm. And when you were laying down fiber optics and satellites, so on and so forth, can you tell me like with the satellites, where were they placed at? Were they like on top of buildings and trucks? Like how, right, was now, that, how did that work out? Now, now um, we all had a, a, a specific training. We were a shop that had 18 Marines in it. And hold on for a second, y'all. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. All right, so yeah, uh, we it, uh, we were we were part of an outfit called Electronics Makings Company, El Mako. So, um, and we were a comm company. So, one of the uh, the, the facets of uh, our, you know our job and composites of our jobs was to be able to be a force in readiness. So, if comm is down, how can you be ready? Mm. If calm loses its 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 uh its, its nervous system, you ain't got no war. So calm was essential to war. Yeah, we had a team that went and set up all the communication aspects, and then we had a team who stood in the rear and made sure it worked from the other end. Okay, because somebody has to monitor what's going out in space. Somebody got to monitor what's on ground level. So. Your job level and the position went like uh, like ladders. So this compart did this, this compart did that, that compart did this. And with that being said, uh, my job was probably right in the middle with the wiring. There's no not there's no con without wiring or uh, repairing the stuff that needs to be repaired. Because uh, <clears throat> when stuff breaks, you know. Somebody got to be back in the rear with the gear to fix it. Yeah. And that's that was my team, El Mako Company, Electronics Maintenance. Makes sense? Electronic Maintenance, we fix yeah. it and maintain. So one of the important parts of the job was this thing called retrans, where they put us in this helicopter and about five of us fly on the top of mountains and we test the satellites to send to wherever these people needed it. These satellites could be uh, something that was maintained on ground level. Okay. So ground level uh, satellite, which which was the dome scope and the in the band and uh, retrieving the information from yeah, outer space to, re- to and guess what to retransmit it back to people who need it. Gotcha. So we, my team, was the people responsible for making sure those people got that right, and we the ones who experiment with the stuff to make sure it worked. That makes sense. Yeah. Now, I mean, like we talked about the word example. The word example for me meant when we test this before we send it out. And if it breaks, they send it back to us and we fix it. Right. right. So the, the the big ordeal was like, you know, hopefully it don't fix. I mean, it need to be fixed. You know, hopefully it don't break. 
Yeah. Now, that's the big aspect. Now, the, the other crazy part about the wiring part, um, even on uh, even on the state side, you know, not in theater, which means you will cross seas you somewhere doing that, right? We had to put the wire in the trees or on actual telephone lines. Yeah, we had to put the gaps on, gaps up the tree, <laughs> and put the wire in the tree, right? So you come across a whole lot of stuff. So part of the training was to learn how to defend yourself while you're doing this. So a lot of us carry heavy arms. We carry 203, which is a, a grenade launcher. Some of us carry shotguns. You know, you, believe it or not, shotgun is that powerful, bro. Mm. Close, any close range weapon is gonna be powerful because it's short range. So it has to be able to impact everything real quick. So we had a lot of, uh, you know, heavy arm training or, you know, munitions that, which is, you know, guns, munitions that, that hurt things real close because of the jobs we had. Yeah. So if I'm in a tree, I want to let a grenade uh, out of, out of, out of a 203 so I can clear a 50 yard radius for myself. Yeah. That's half of a football field. Mm. So if you in that blast, you ain't gonna make it. That's real. So, so we had that type of training. We had advanced technology training when it came to weaponsry too. There were weapons out there that we can use uh, from our from our vehicles, like what you would see in movies. Yeah, the military is packed with that kind of stuff, bro. What do you think your tax? What, what do you what do you think your what do you think your tax dollars are going to, bro? Your tax <laughs> dollars is going to how to kill people, bro. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, know I mean? here's here's the thing that I always wanted to know, and you know, we ain't gonna keep you too much longer. But I, I, I'm, I'm good now. I'm good. We can here, do this. Here's Have the thing. Fun. I'm, I'm wondering. I'm wondering, right? You know, they 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 say people who serve in the military are heroes. They say that they are like you know they are really the ones that everyone ad- admires all the time. Why don't they pay like they heroes? Well, you know some. I can't answer that because I think everybody's gypped in this country. I mean, I think, I think I the highest—I think the highest-paying people in the whole entire galaxy be, should be school teachers. Yeah, no, that's no doubt. I mean, that's no doubt. They—they—they they, they the one that taught Obama, Michael Jordan. Yeah, you know, a yeah. teacher taught them first, right? Before right. that, before you even went into the military, somebody, somebody in kindergarten had to tell you sit down, and be quiet, eat your eat, eat your snack, take your nap. Yeah, and then when you got to high school, you had. You had to pass all these tests in order to get to those colleges and get to, you know, to that life that, you know, we live as adults. So I can't account for, you know, military, how they, you know, at the pay scale. But I will say that the benefits, federal government benefits, is where it's at. So no you think co- that that always no co- that always to pay? I mean, think about it. No copay. You need three hundred thousand uh, dollars surgery. You get the from the best doctors. The government's paying for it. Yeah, um, you're not you're not paying for housing if you don't want to. You can marry you your wife. You and your wife and your children can live in a house on base for free if that's what you choose. And and you rate that and you get it. There's a whole lot of perks more so than you know money's given out. <clears throat> the money could be relevant if that's how you live. Right. But you know, technically speaking, when you on active duty, money is almost like. You're just saving it. Everything is at your hand and feet. Like you eat three square meals a day for free. Your medical is free. That's that. Those are the two biggest expenses in life. 
I mean, you're, food, you food and healthcare, healthcare and your housing. Right. Well, healthcare, like you got to be able to take care of yourself. Yeah, you you got to be able to go to dentist. Like if you get a cold, the flu, you got to go there. You got to. If you can't go to the doctor, like so, that's why COVID whooped everybody ass because a lot of people didn't have medical insurance. Yeah. They can't go go treat it. They can't go. You know, they didn't know what was going on. They just, you know, like medical is that important. Medical insurance can break your pocket. There's some medical insurance is like six hundred dollars a month as an independent person. It's true. And they tell you, oh, it's a tax write-off. Uh-uh, I'm paying that right now. I can't wait till the end of the year. Pay that back, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. So, you know, medical is a huge expense. That's that's uh, one of the biggest reasons why uh, welfare insurance is so limited. That's crazy. Yeah, it is. It is definitely limited. Because a lot of stuff that is charged in the medical field here in America costs a lot of money. I mean, Lucy knows she's, in, she's you know, basically in, in that profession, so she knows that you know, certain assurances don't even uh, get respected with these doctors. There's a lot of doctors that we don't take that insurance. No, we don't take that. It's true. So medical insurance is huge. So you getting free insurance is a big deal. Yeah. And your food is being taken care of. Come on, man. You eating every uh, day. Grocery groceries groceries can be up to a thousand dollars a month for some families. Yeah. That's real. So those are two. I mean. Apart from you need somewhere to live, you you got to be able to take care of yourself and you got to eat. King star. Yeah. So you're not paying for uh, utilities. Like not too many places you live in in America and you're not responsible for the light bill. Yep. Light bill, water bill, gas bill. So there's a lot of perks to being a veteran on active duty. Yeah. Or and to stand till you retire. Yeah. So, uh, you know, to answer your question again, like that is a big benefit. So, if you're making thirty six thousand dollars a year in the military, right? As a, as a E four. Yeah. Which is uh, you know, you start off E zero. E four is basically like a corporal or a specialist in the army. Pretty decent position, but you're still low. But just a simple E4 person making like $36,000 a year. You're not paying for anything. That's $36,000. It's going right to your pocket. You're not even paying taxes. That's real. I can see. You end up with 30, you can end up with close to $30,000 that one yeah. year. Just saving right. that, John. Yeah. Just saving it. Yeah. That's why a lot of GIs got a lot of money. Yeah. So it blows you, it, it should blow your mind how some uh, GIs come out as veterans and they broke. What was you doing while you was on active duty? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what were you doing? Did you go to school or something? I don't, you know. Yeah. You messed That's... with the wrong woman. She took all your money out. Yeah. Or you messed with the wrong dude. You messed with the wrong dude. That's the other side too. Shoot, Lucy. So, I was, I would say, Lucy, you got, you got any questions? Come on, Lucy. My, my biggest thing since you've been all over the world, because my biggest thing is traveling. Right. Mm-hmm. What would you say for you was the best place that you were stationed? Um, the best place I was ever stationed was San Antonio, Texas. Mm-hmm. San, Antonio, San Antonio, San Antonio, Texas is just gorgeous. I ain't, I didn't, I didn't, I forgot I was in America. Mm. <laughs> it has a, it has a heavy Spanish influence. They have a mall that's on the river that you can get in a boat and go to the stores. They have these gorgeous restaurants and the food was just immaculate and it was not expensive. 
You can get a you get a two steak dinner for thirty two dollars for you and you you and your boo. Mm. You ain't getting that in Philly, man. You sure ain't. You ain't even getting that on Groupon either. Yeah. <laughs> believe it or not, believe it or not, I went on a date one time. We went to Benny's, blah, took this girl. She got mad because I used Groupon. I was like, "You suck." <laughs> You don't get no date for me no more. You think I'm cheap because I went to Groupon? Like, hey, I'm about judging somebody. You hardcore. That's real. So, so um, there's a lot of uh, you know great things that 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 happens, and traveling is the big one. And I got to see a lot of the world, a lot of America. I live on all four parts of the of America. Democrats, West Coast, East Coast. Midwest, down south, and up north. And uh even even if you station down south, you can be surrounded by nothing but people from New York. And you and you know, that's how that's how the military is. So, you know, you get to see all the world. You know, I, I ain't go to a whole lot of fun places like I like to, but my son right now is stationed in Hawaii. And I was like, Oh my God, I know you loving it. I know you loving it. He said, Oh no, that's boring. <laughs> he said, you know, it's so many restrictions on the GIs while they're there. And he said, it's only 20% native. Uh, that, broke, that broke my heart. Yeah. He said he was, he was, you know, he was looking for, you know, to see the African, I mean, not African, Hawaiian people and all that. He said it was more white people than anything. Yep. He said it's more hotels than I'm anything. Say, buying it up, making it into villas and condos. And, yeah. and did y'all hear Bill Gates trying to buy Tobago? Really? Yeah. Bill Gates trying to buy Tobago. Uh, I'm not surprised. I was about to say, with that money, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, I'm definitely not surprised. And like, and like, you know, we were kind of you know, joking about it, but if all the rich black people here in America, they probably could buy somewhere like, you know, Wyoming, and we could just go sit right there. All the black people just migrate to Wyoming. And we have our own little government. <laughs> I always say that. We govern ourselves. I always say that. Hey, that's how I feel too, Ty. Govern ourselves. Because it's never going to be fair. Like, how could it be? Like, you set up a nation, and you want all these people to come live here, but white people in charge. Yeah. It bothers me, especially when our ancestors were treated the worst. Yes. And then I found out that in New Orleans, New Orleans had the biggest brothel during slavery. And we all know what a brothel is. That yeah. people, men from around the world, would come to New Orleans and get all that premium ebony chocolate women that they can handle, and them girls didn't have a choice. It's heartbreaking. Yeah. And the the agenda is just to push us away from each other. Men, yo, I was talking to a sister about this. Me and her, she was a, a very earth tone girl, and she was like, you know, it's really weird how they they don't want blacks. To look like we're in love with each other on TV, y'all feel that way? She had yeah. a good point. She had a yeah. good point. It's she true. Said it, it, it'd be like a dark skinned dude, light skinned girl, or a dark skinned woman, light skinned dude. It would never be like two dark skinned people, and yeah. they looking, they they they're, they're looking like like you like you look at the Bernie Mac show, or you look at uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Fresh Prince, uh, uh, you know, you look at Martin Lawrence show, you know. Yeah. Well, you know, they say it's not appealing to the camera. So right, that's right. why that's why they would they would they right. would mix us up like that. Most of the time right. it was it was a, a light skinned woman and a dark skinned man. That's right. really, that's really most right. of the time the way they do it. 
right. know, that, that's just really a promotion of a, a type of ideal of what black people should be or what, what we should look right. like. You know what I mean? Right. Even with even with Bill Cosby and Felicia Rashad, you I mean you can think about just even even that. I mean think look about at their kids. Think, think about the kids on the Cosby show. I mean, yeah, plain and simple. I mean you can even you can even go back go down to right. a different world. You talk about right. Dwayne and Whitney. I mean what yeah, Whitney, Dwayne and like? Whitney. Yep. you know what I'm saying? Yep. Like I mean yep. it's it's the way that they they cast us to, right. to you know and I'm always talking about this like they cast us to not look Appreciate. like well, we look together. How we look together? It's true. Or, or just to say that that that, that is not successful. You know right. what I mean? That's not love. Though that love doesn't exist. Right. But it, of course, it does. You know what I mean? It's, it's chocolate right. babies being born all the time. So all the time. West so, Philly is an example of that. Yeah, well, clear, clear example of that. You know what yeah. I mean? Clear example. So I, I listen. I definitely feel you, Doctor John. You know, listen. I could I could talk to you all day about all of this. Tam oh, team, we can. I'm we can, flattered, bro. <laughs> listen, we we can talk to you about anything, man. And, and listen, you always you always always have a seat at this table. Just, right. just for your knowledge and your input, you know what I mean. Just send me, just send me the link, bro. I'll be there. Yeah, I listen, I like listen. This, I'm, I'm probably gonna have to bring you in on a uh, single dad's joint, just because I know that I know that'd be a great, a great conversation. Yeah, I, 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 I did single daddy. Yeah, I did that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't want to do it, but I. Ain't but but you did it right. You, you had yeah. to do it. Had to do it. But that's right. that's what it is. Right. So, is there any shout outs or something you want to say? Some organ, or the organ. You can even shout out the organization, but anything you want to say to the people that you know that's listening. Oh yeah, well, you know everybody. I appreciate anybody who comes to me and thank you for my service. I don't want anybody to think that I'm not appreciative if you say that, you know I me mean? out. But it is to me that thank you for your service apply to everybody. Thank you for your service of this podcast. It's a servitude. Servitude means I gave something to the community. Yeah. Now, you know, I appreciate that because, you know, everybody should be thankful for people who do things beyond what they think is necessary to make life work, you know, the way it does now. Okay. Military professional people, they doing a job, and every job is important to the stability of our nation. And we live here, so our nation is important. We got to protect ourselves and protect it. Yeah. So my hats off to everybody that's making sure their communities are, are, are worth living in. Thank that. Thank you for your service, because there's a lot of people out there like uh, um, AJ. He has a company. I can't think of the brother's last name, but his company is Black. Coalition of uh, Black Coalition of Black Fathers. He has he's a barber. He's in West Philly, and he has a barbershop in Upper Darby. He 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 have uh, little meetings. I got to get you connected with the guy. You do Black Fathers, Black Fathers. Whether you're a single dad or whether you're still married, but he has this whole arena of Black Fathers, young Black fathers, and you know they always depicting us like we're not taking care of our families. That is so wrong. It is man. That's the narrative. That's, that's so wrong for them to do that. I love my kids, bro. I couldn't even imagine not being around them. Yeah, I, I mean, I'm the same I, way, Todd, the right, same way. Yeah. Right, right. And, you know, he put that together to, be, to to show that Black men, we are in our families. We Our women do respect us. Yeah. I mean, I had I had a white, I mean, I had a uh, a friend of mine who said her white, her white uh, co-worker came and said, why Black men don't take care of their kids? She said, well, white men don't need it. <laughs> <laughs> I, said, I, said, I know boy was bad Listen. You know, but I'm glad she stuck up for us and we need more of that we have to stick up for us when they say black women are hypersexual why not shit you want to keep that a secret yeah, yeah. If, if dudes can be on the radio talking about their dick size I don't, I don't see why a woman can't say anything she got to wear that pussy I don't get it yeah you know, but hey don't be don't don't make our women look horrorous and your women started for them yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> black black women in the in the eighties and the seventies, you can rarely see them doing this shit. Yeah, you sure yeah. could. You sure right? could. So yeah. let's not pretend like 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 we the we the damage we need we need damage control because black people are acting up. Oh, y'all been acting up since you've been here. You know, to cut it out. So I'm all for that. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm all for our people getting to know each other better some more and loving each other because our history is crazy. It is, man. It's deep. Black history is Yo, if people got into it like they should and taught it in their houses, because that's one thing we don't do. We don't teach it in our homes. You listen, you have to. You got to have to. You have to. Little Wayne is not your history teacher, nigga. Yo, all right, man. <laughs> all right, Doc. All right, listen. You, you about you about to be listen, I gotta end the show. We can't keep going. I'm sorry, bitch, I'm sorry. I'm gonna bitch you off into a whole other conversation. I'm like, sorry, don't I'm even sorry. do it. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. But that's listen, that, that's 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 I hope you forgive truth, me, bro. sweetheart. I just be talking. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. I, I'm just saying, no, but but really, like everything you said tonight <laughs> on the podcast, I felt like, you know, people listen to this podcast be like, damn, Jimmy ain't say nothing. Like, nah, this was this was a time for you to express your experiences. And oh, I appreciate that, man. I appreciate and really, that. yeah, I mean, that's what it's about. It's not about, you know, I could ask a million more questions, but your your experience and what you shared to me is so much more valuable because people don't think about what life is like in the military what it is before you go in, what it is while you're in there, and right. what it is when you come out. And right. and I, now listen, I, what I just said, you could, you could equate it to prison. You know what I'm saying? You could. You could definitely, PTSD and everything else, you could right. equate it You could equate it to prison. Because right, you got a sentence. You got a yeah. four-year sentence. You got a four-year four sentence. Years. You oh. sign that contract, that's it. You know that's what I mean? And, and, that's and, your and, ass. And, look, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll talk about that contract. That contract is is is... Is, is non-negotiable. It's non-negotiable and binding, right? Like, like now, nah, bro, you cannot get out of this. It's like, it's like, yeah, there is no, hey, you know, you sign a contract for anybody. For anybody who don't really understand this, if you allow your child to sign that contract, and the day your child's supposed to leave, your dad and your child said, "No, I don't want to go now," they're gonna send a police to your house. It's an offense. They will send the police to your house. If the police can't find you, they're gonna move that up to the federal level. Now you got the, the federal company, and they're gonna handcuff your ass, and they're gonna take you down to boot camp like you were supposed to be because you signed up for it. <laughs> they will do that. They will do I'm that. Telling you, what I, what I was when I was doing the research about the contract, I was like, oh wait a minute, oh whoa, whoa, right, whoa. Yeah. this joint right. is this joint is vicious. It's, like it's non-negotiable. Yeah. Once your name is on that paperwork, and here's the thing. They give you up to the last moment. This is where this is where you know you don't have a choice when you swear in. After you swear in, you're done. You are their property. You are a GI government issue. Mm. Just like when you get to prison, you that number uh, that they got on your little sheet. Yeah. But when you get to boot camp, you a GI. And you everything but human. They were gonna talk to you like you dirt. You ain't shit. Fuck you. Your mama ain't shit. Your daddy ain't shit. You just ain't shit until we make you who you supposed to be. They rearrange your mindset about freedom. Because what's better than freedom? Control. Mm. They control you. You want freedom because you ain't got control. Shit. On that note.
<laughs> on that note, I can't. I don't even know what else to say. Loose time. Y- y'all, anything y'all want to say, Doctor John, before we roll? Thank you so much for coming. It's like a a good insight, especially coming for a, a black man like yourself. So I appreciate you. that, Lucy. Thank you very much. Yes, and I thank you too for your um your knowledge and insight and information, man. It's, it was much needed. You know what I mean. No, thank you. You've been playing my music for how long? I ain't even know. What the? I was like, wow. Thank you, Tyrone. You said you got a song called Ain't Nobody But Jesus. Huh? I'm like, oh, yeah, that's me. I'm guilty as well. <laughs> I really enjoyed being on here tonight. Oh, man. Jimmy, I really appreciate you for inviting me. Yeah, brother. Yeah, when people when people give you the opportunity to express yourself, it's because they admire you, and 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 it's the admiration that bonds us. Because I admire the fact that you got this, and I admire the fact that you have a platform for people who need to be heard. Yeah. You know, yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and your man. team, your team is wonderful. Uh, listen, I can't do it without them. I couldn't do it right. without them. You know what I mean, guys? Jimmy was fa- fabulous to uh, work with in the bank that day. <laughs> I came in, I was like, "Can you fix this?" He said, yeah, I got you, brother. And we just started talking about my military career. And he said, I'm going to invite you on the podcast. I said, sure. <laughs> you know, you know? And, then, uh, and then he called me. I was like, oh, it's really real. All right, I do the podcast. <laughs> like, nah, man, I'll play around. I find, I find something that I think needs to be talked about. Let's talk about it. Let's not right. shy away from it. Let's right. get it out in the open, you know. I mean, people... and, and that's a good bank he works at too. It's full of minorities. I love that bank. Yeah, that's why I black that's people what... in there, Hispanic people in there, Asian people in there. Yep. It's a very diverse bank. It's better that's... than Wells Fargo. You don't hear me, you don't hear me complaining about work no more. Nobody mm-hmm. hears me complaining about work. Nobody's like, oh, he always complaining. I ain't complaining about work. Yeah, it's Shit. a nice that's a nice branch. Listen, that's a really nice I, branch. I ain't complaining about now. Five minutes from my house. What am I complaining about? Yeah, so so ain't nothing to complain about. But you know, like you know, I'll talk about work a lot of times on the podcast because work is work, and this is this is the real right right here, right? Right. And I and I only I only say that because um, you know, of course I don't name where I work at or nothing like that. I think it's important that you come into these interactions with people and you don't know their story, you don't know who they are, but you 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 show the same energy for each person that you see every day. You know, and you don't know how how your energy, your positivity, your your smile can change a person's attitude or even their, how they they feel about themselves or their day. Right. And you know, I I I believe that every person needs to be shown the same type of courtesy, the same type of service, the same type of love. Every person that you come in contact with. Right. right you know, right. and love love is not a romance thing. Love is an actual thing. Love right. is about you got to love each other in order to understand how to help each other. You right. know what I mean? And I find it I find it to be important that not that you don't have a platform at all, because you do have a platform, Dr. John. I'm I want to make sure that people hear your story, people hear your brother's story, people hear your other your other family member's story, just right. as far as what they're experiencing, because we might walk around every day and our in our brains, we're just living our life. But you don't know how your life story is gonna affect somebody else. Right. Right. You, right. you talked about the most high all the time, right? Right. The most high, we're, we're examples. We are examples of him. We're examples of, of, of how we're supposed to be. And if you're, if who you are and what you do every day and the energy you put out there is helping push that cause forward, you're doing your job. Right. You know what I'm saying? You're doing your job. So right. I, that's why I always say, family, you know, spread love, not hate, spread joy, mm. be honorable, 
be honest with each other, love each other through it all, through thick and thin, even through the bullshit, because that's how we that's how we get to know each other. But right. you know, for me, for me and the team, like I can't thank you enough for coming on tonight. I can't thank you enough for sharing what you shared. I, I love the realness, the authenticness of it. Everybody just just feel that energy coming. You know what I mean? But you know, Doc, Dr. John, we appreciate you, brother. And you know, before we sign off, anything you want to say, man? Just before we sign off. No, I think I said enough. I don't want to start any more subjects. Yeah, listen, <laughs> you, you always, you always got something to say. That's that's the and I, and I like everything that you said, man. Because when it boils down to it, you are right. It's all about love, and love is not romance. It's not, man. You know, love is life. Love is life, man. Love is really life. So, right. family, take that with you. Whatever you're doing in your day, make sure you tell somebody that you love them because you never know you Amen. might get a chance. Right. Um, you know, um, I thank the team always for joining us on this podcast. This is great. With that, we're gonna wrap the show. Remember, you can call us with your comments or questions at 844-844-1244. Again, it's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. Again, it's Jimmy Bonds Podcast at gmail.com. It's J-I-W-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. And again, family, remember you always follow us on our Instagrams and our social media is Jimmy Bonds Podcast on Instagram at, at Podcast Bonds on Twitter. Um, and let's keep this going, man. Let's keep having these conversations. You know, let's call right. somebody up and tell them just like, yo, today's a good day. I love Amen. you. Thank you. Keep it moving. You know what I mean? And just let's, let's just keep that going because there's too much hate out here, y'all. It's too much. Right. Hate. But right. I'm not gonna say, you know, please, as I normally say, please, please, please wear your mask, wash your hands. I'm not gonna say that right now. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna <laughs> skip over that today. We're not gonna do that on the day. We're just gonna keep in the show. But family, I thank y'all for listening as much as you're listening. Um, be peaceful. Have a great week. Peace. We out. Fam, that's going to wrap the show. We want to thank you for listening to Jimmy Bond's podcast on Philadelphia Radio. We ask you to leave your comments and questions at 844-844-1244. Again, that's 844-844-1244. You can also email us at jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. Again, that's jimmybondspodcast at gmail.com. That's J-I-M-M-Y-B-O-N-D-S podcast at gmail.com. Now remember, family, we are still in a COVID-19 pandemic, so please, please, please remember to wash your hands, wear a mask, and practice social distancing. Also, remember to take nothing for granted and value every opportunity you have with your friends, your family, and your loved ones. For in these times, every moment is sacred. So until the next episode, you can find me on Good Hope Road, screaming, stay up, don't sleep in your dreams. I'm Jimmy Bonds, and I'm out. Fight on, come on. Fight on.